Hello and welcome to the BSFT Fitcast with me, your host, Ben Stewart. Today we have another episode of Trainer Talks. In this podcast series, I'll be getting together with fellow personal trainers and therapists I know as we delve into the fitness and health industry. I really hope this gives everyone an insight behind the curtain to know what it's like when we're working within this amazing yet challenging industry. I hope you all enjoy. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Trainers Talks. Today I have another trainer with me, funny enough, and um, we haven't actually spent an awful lot of time working with each other, but we now can have a good chat on this podcast. Please welcome to the stage. Do you want to introduce yourself? I was going to say your name then, but it spoiled everything. Hello, uh, my name is Hannah, and yes, I'm a personal trainer. I worked with Ben for a couple of months at Pump Gyms, but I've now since moved to Hemel Hempstead, so I work at the gym group down there. I've only been in the business sort of just over a year, so I, I am fairly new. I'm still learning a lot from the likes of Ben and our other personal trainer friends. I like to focus mainly on people like me who are endomorphs, meaning that we, we struggle to lose weight and we can't keep it off very well. But I'm also trying to focus on not only getting people to master the basics, like how to do a perfect squat and, and lifting and things like that before adding weight. So I'm all about getting that perfect form first before adding weight, because a lot of people just walk in the gym and they just think, oh, OK, I must pick up a weight. And it, it's not about that. That's probably doing more damage than it is any good. So I am about trying to get people to understand the basics, you know. That's, that's really it's really interesting because, again, like you've just touched on. It's only been, oh, how long were you at the gym with me? You, do you reckon it was a few months? Um, let's think, when did I start? I think I started in like the June and then I left in the November, I believe. Oh, wow. So it was a, a short and sweet visit for us all. And then. Yeah, really, really was. Well. <laughs> enough in that time. I didn't actually get to work out that much at the gym because my other job just took all my time. So yeah, really... yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, you sort of touched on there, the body, um, body types, and it's such a, uh, I'm trying to think of my words all of a sudden, such <laughs> of a, a different way of looking at your clients, I think, because there are all different shapes and sizes and therefore all different ways to train these people. Um, do you find that when you're having your clients, people are naturally drawn to you that have those similar issues? Absolutely. Yeah, that's something that for me, I, re I really like to focus on because when I was doing my personal training course, I then learned that there was these different body types and that you're naturally predisposed to be like that. And it was so eye opening because I always just thought, oh, oh you know, I'm always just going to be a little bit curvy, a little bit too chubby or whatever. And then to find out that it's not actually a thing that I'm doing to myself, not necessarily that I'm eating too much or not working out enough. It's just that, that my body is programmed to hold on to weight and have curves and it's something that I think everyone should really know more about especially women who look at each other and you know you've always got that friend who's a stick and it doesn't matter what she eats or what <laughs> she does she's a stick and you always think oh damn it it's so annoying but then you learn that she's just naturally like that and you're never going to be that and that's perfectly fine because you're great the way you are so yeah I think endomorph especially because we are more programmed to have a bit more fat I think it is something that when you see someone who is a little bit more like you, you feel a bit more comfortable. You don't necessarily want to go to the person who's ripped or who's tiny. You want to go to someone who is like you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you've touched on there, it's kind of trying to fight against genetics, isn't it? And that's literally drawing it right back to square one, where your whole history of your DNA and your genetics has led you to be the way you are. And you can still be extremely fit and healthy and strong in any of the three um, body types. But to try and change the way your body type is, is impossible. Exactly, exactly. You're, you're never going to be, if you're an endomorph, you're never going to be able to get tiny unless you become incredibly unhealthy and become anorexic or something like that. So just learning that that is an unobtainable goal is so freeing because it's then working with what your goals can actually be for your body. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so at the minute you say you're down in Hemel Hebstead working in another gym uh, down there. How How is it down there? Is it Are you feeling like you're getting on? You say at the very start, fairly new into the industry. It's that kind of first year battle that I know a lot of trainers have. 
It is. It is difficult. Um, but luckily, the team that are down there are incredibly supportive. They're all wonderful. I've never had any problems with them at all. And it's actually quite lovely because although I did really enjoy working at Pump Gyms, just the clientele we got, it, it wasn't enough and it wasn't sort of the right ones for me. Whereas down there, because it's closer to London, everybody seems to go to the gym. And yeah. you've got so many different people down there. There's literally a, a, a person of every different kind down there. And it's, it's wonderful to have such a variety because every client, you can learn something new, you can adapt to them. And it, it's just, it's really great place to, to grow and to learn. Oh, great. Um, so over this last then year and a bit, you say, what would you say has been the best part of learning to be a personal trainer and obviously balancing the lifestyle and we'll get on to how you balance your life with other careers and stuff shortly um the best thing for me was genuinely just learning about my body because although I, I did well in school and I was in top set for most things you don't necessarily learn about the body you learn how you know we create energy and, and sort of stuff like that but you don't really learn about body types and how your body is affected by different foods and things like that and that was something that was huge for me because like I said I've always been naturally curvy I've always been at my friends of school I always was the bigger girl so it was nice for me to learn oh it's it's not just me being fat it is is my body type yeah. but also it was it was really lovely to learn like, and sort of debunk loads of myths you know like lifting makes you bulky no it doesn't it doesn't do that at all yeah and, and and so common with that sort of female um, client base, isn't it? You know, you, you perhaps get these curvier girls that are going, I'd love to lose weight. Okay, well, let's do some weights. No, no, I'm already bulky. I already feel a bit big and, and fluffy and I really don't want to get any bigger. No, don't worry. The, the weights aren't going to do that. That's literally, exactly. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. And, and some, it is one of the weirdest careers because in not many other careers is someone going to come in say like you've got a plumber coming into your house and they say oh it's this and this and you go well no it's not that you don't <laughs> argue with them but in our a lot of people do say well no and you're like well, okay well I've got the qualifications so just just listen and yeah we'll work it through. yeah and I think that's, that's partly in, and I've, I've touched on this on a handful of, of different podcasts but I think it's so key that anyone in in the country can get a gym membership and exactly. you can go in there and go, right, I know if I Google the best ways to lose weight, there's going to be millions and millions and millions of ways to do that. And people have always got the best way to do it. Of course. Of course. But it's the best way, generally speaking, and not when you start and get in a personal trainer's perspective to go, okay, so your, your body type is like this, or your eating habits are like that, and your mindset is in this way. So that almost like takes out a massive chunk of the best ways to lose weight. And we're now going to make it specific to you. Exactly. I think that's a difficulty that we're facing with influencers today. You know, people walk into the gym, either with a friend who's been going to the gym for a while and knows what works for them and just expects the same thing to work for you, which it's not because unfortunately we're not all the same. Well, actually it's a good thing that we're not all the same, yeah. but it's not going to work for you. And then also if you come in, and you've got, you know, you're on Instagram, you've got some video of an influencer who is doing a workout and you just copy that. And then you think, oh, well, I'm not sweating or, oh, I don't feel any different. And it's like, well, yes, A, that influencer has probably been working out for years, so they don't need to work out to a high level as you do. Or they, they've got a nutritionist who's telling them what to eat. Or, you know, they're showing you a tiny, tiny part of their workout and the rest of it you don't even see. And they're just telling you this is what gets the results. And it, it doesn't. Yeah. So people need to understand that, A, it's perfectly okay to come into the gym and say, I don't know what I'm doing. That's absolutely fine. That's what we're there for. Mm -hmm. But also, don't just follow something because someone else says it works. You need to talk to somebody who understands the body, who understands the gym, and can work with something that's tailored for you. Because your workout should be as unique as you are. And that's what people don't understand. Yeah. And I think that the analogy I always kind of use is you sort of said about a plumber, but even a case of like, you might be able to fix a car, but someone then doesn't put a tank in front of you and say, you know how to change the oil and that, don't you? Exactly. It's, like, it's a totally different, like you can't just walk into the gym and know what you're doing because you've seen a friend or follow this person on social media. And it is a huge uphill battle. And, and even to the lesser extent, I know you're saying about the influencers, perhaps with millions upon millions of followers but even the people that are sort of 
the dangerous following base that I like to talk to them about. It's like the 50,000 followers that probably have quite a good pull on, on Instagram, but realistically they have no qualifications. They are very into their exercise, which is great, but to try and encourage people to exercise the way they do is so sort of misaligned from what the industry should be like. Exactly. And um, I lived in America for three years and over there, everybody's into fitness. Everybody thinks that they've got the best way to do it. And a lot of them do not have any single qualification. They've just gone into the gym and found what works for them. And in most cases, they are the mesomorph body type, which means that they do very little work and they just put muscle on straight away. So they're like, oh, this is easy. I can, I can teach people this. And, and you can't because, again, not everyone works the same. But it, it's the fact that gym qualifications and things like that aren't policed, really. You know, if someone works at the gym, you know that they've got a qualification because they have to to work at the gym. But anyone yeah. can just turn their camera on and film themselves doing a sit up or whatever and tell you, oh, your posture should be like this. But they don't have a qualification. They've got no insurance to make sure that if it goes wrong, that they can have to pay out for it, you know? So it is, it is a very dangerous industry at the moment. And and the big, so the main issue, I should say, that I've got with those sort of things is you're absolutely right. You know, in theory, my dad that's not fitness related could get all the confidence in the world and make a fitness channel on YouTube and Instagram. And it's the wordings these people then use. Look uh-huh. at my perfect leg workout um, and you and I would look at that and go well there's no knee flexion how is that perfect it's all glute based exactly like, there's loads more muscles if it's going to be a perfect leg workout we have to hit all the muscle groups to start off with but not even to mention the fact that it's perfect for you or maybe it's not even per- like what makes a leg workout perfect or what makes it the best ab session or and it's just those wordings that kind of get into people's psych and, and go, okay, that's the one I need to do because that's what so-and-so does. Yeah, exactly. It is these words of mouth and it is people telling you, oh, well, you know, I've been doing this. Take like Joe Wicks, for example, who I, I absolutely admire and I respect him for what he's been doing with school PE and things like that. Absolutely great. And he, in his book, my sister's got it, I've been reading it. In his book, he, he does say about, oh, this can work for you. It might not work for somebody else. And I totally agree with that. But then I did see somebody just take clips and edits of his PE sessions in the morning and just say, oh, this is the perfect, uh, I think it was glute workout. And it had, you know, so many things that weren't glutes in there. <laughs> it was like, well, A, his stuff without asking him probably. And B, you're clearly not qualified to say what the perfect glute workout is because that's not glutes. And it's just, it's incredible, crazy. Yeah. And, and I think that, that is the uphill battle that, that I think we get a lot as, as trainers. And, and it's great. And I think probably we could use it to our benefit a little bit to kind of encourage the trainers that are good, but to get more knowledgeable and more qualified. Um, because the, the basic level of knowledge has raised up a little bit. You talk to people on the gym floor, you know, they know names of muscles. They yeah. know terminology that we perhaps you and I wouldn't have before we started going on that course and our, our journey of, of qualification. So just being able to talk to members on the gym floor about particular muscle groups and training methods is, is brilliant. But I think that then leads the trainers to go, well, I'm going to step my knowledge base up. So then I can offer that little bit more and we can add value to that industry. Exactly. It is a case of trying to work out how, knowledgeable your client is and if they're a completely beginner obviously you don't want to use jargon that's going to confuse them or make them feel a little bit oh okay they're saying all this I'm not up to that level this is too much for me but then equally you don't want to talk down to them if they do know what they're talking about for sure absolutely yeah it is a case of just sort of juggling things around a bit at the moment yeah and and would you say this was kind of the main reason that you got into the industry then was to start trying to help people understand how you can help them yeah in a way I think I just start, I was going to the gym for a, a while I think I started when I was 19 I was going to the gym for a while and I realized that nothing was actually happening so I started reading up on it learning more about it and then as soon as I started that I started seeing results which was really lovely and then 
I remember talking about it to family and friends and stuff. And I was like, oh, I just, I really like going to the gym. You know, even after a long day at work, I really like going to the gym. And not many people were saying the same. Everyone was like, oh God, it's such a slog. Or I was really questioning how come I felt different. And then I sat down with a friend and she was like, I think it's just, you know, you feel like you should do it rather than you want to do it. And I had the complete opposite. I felt like I really wanted to do it. And sometimes I shouldn't because I felt exhausted or I'd pushed myself too hard the day before and I really should have a break. But I really wanted to go because I just got the endorphins and I just loved it there. So I think for me, I just wanted to bring that to other people. I wanted them to get the same, oh, I get to go to the gym, not I have to go to the gym. Brilliant. Yeah, I love that. And Um, also I think for me as well, like the one, because I was going to pump gyms before I started working there, I only saw sort of one or two female PTs there. And I'm not going to say any names, but one of them was this gorgeous sort of model-esque, tall, slim girl. And the other one was this absolutely muscle-ripped, incredible woman. And I was looking at them both and I was like, oh, well, neither of you are me. So if I wanted (laughs) to talk to someone about it, I don't feel like I could talk to either one of you. You probably would know, but you're not representing me. And, And, you know, with the whole movement at the moment, representation of everyone is so important. So I wanted to be the representation of, a curvy sort of regular as it were woman yeah and and do you think obviously i i would never have this thought process you say about the representation i can't appreciate how it is to be that kind of curvier perhaps worried anxious uh woman on a gym floor is do you see this as a big problem on the, in the industry in the gym definitely I, I think not so much with the younger girls anymore because they are like I said they are seeing these influencers so they are getting the confidence to just come in and do it. it it is more with sort of the middle-aged women who gym wasn't a thing when they were our age it just wasn't a big deal you know Weight Watchers was the thing for them yeah so I think for them it is about feeling comfortable on the gym floor and getting the idea out of their minds that everyone is watching them I know for a fact my mum used to think that the gym was about people like she'd walk in and everyone would just stare at her and be like oh what are you doing here yeah and it's absolutely not no one would even think that a probably no one's looking at you anyway and b even if they do if anything i know if i saw someone who was perhaps slightly overweight i'd just be like oh good for you like well done for coming in great job so yeah it is it is kind of changing the mindset of women and also there's always a part in a gym that's sort of like the testosterone area where all the men <laughs> go in front and they lift and it is intimidating for a woman of any size or age to go into that area and I know when I do inductions to the gym women are always like oh I don't really like that area I don't really want to go there which is a shame because it's, it's normally got the squat racks in there and it's got things like that that you, you should be using but yeah. they're just really intimidated because they think a man is either going to be staring at them or is going to try and talk to them, or whatever. So there, there is a stigma that does need to change about that, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's incredibly difficult, isn't it? Because it is kind of then accommodating those, those changes. And is it, you know, we can't necessarily expect the women to just change their mindset. Go, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Just as much as we can't necessarily expect to create a private, quiet area for all the nervous, anxious women to go into. Of course, of course, it is just about changing. And I think for me, the first time I went into that area, I just had to keep telling myself either they are not staring at me or if they are, it's because either they want to help me because they think I'm doing it wrong or because maybe they, they think I'm attractive and that should be taken as a compliment. You know, and, and some people will say that's not right. You shouldn't think like that. But that's what helped me just be OK with being in there. Yeah. And then the people who I have spoken to in that areas are generally some of the loveliest people you know they're they're absolutely muscle bound ripped as hell they look quite scary but they're absolutely lovely you know they help you pick up a weight if you can't pick it up or you know they'll come over and just say oh I just want to let you know that you're leaning forward slightly and and you probably shouldn't be doing that you're going to put strain on your back or something like that and yeah they generally don't really have anything bad to say about you because I think in everyone's mind we expect people to be more horrible than they actually are normally so i think we just magnify this idea that someone's going to come over to us and go you shouldn't be here you're fat and they're <laughs> going to say that and if they do the gym will come out so really. yeah i think that's a really interesting point isn't it because what what the mindset is kind of effectively saying is 
I don't want to go into that area because I feel like people are going to be judging me and looking at me in the same way as that person that's thinking that way is saying, but those people that are looking at me are looking at me for a certain reason, therefore making a preconception of their thoughts. Exactly. It's, kind of, it's like a two-way swing, isn't it? And actually, as you've said, these guys, are, it's, just the, it's just the image. It's just their look. And actually, they know what it takes. And if they can get you to follow a fraction of what they've done over the years and years that they've been in the gym, you're going to benefit from it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you really should. If, if you're going to the gym for the first time, try and see everyone around you as an opportunity to learn more even if you just watch what that person's doing and you're like oh okay so they bend forward they pick that up and then they come back up and then maybe you try it out yourself or maybe you go home and you look it up and to see what that does for someone but yeah you should always see everyone around you as a learning you know opportunity not necessarily to copy them straight out because sometimes they might not be doing it right or you might not do it right but just getting ideas in your mind and just maybe even getting a bit of motivation if there's somebody next to you that's in the body fitness that you would like just see that as a motivation yeah yeah absolutely and don't be afraid to do it wrong no absolutely i i swear by this in terms of like normal day-to-day life how many driving lessons did we have before we could drive safely (laughs) how many times did we learn to walk when we were a baby before we didn't fall over you know getting a squat wrong a few times and perhaps feeling a little bit embarrassed is normal and expected if you could do a squat perfectly the first time you get shown it i i I mean i've never experienced that no no and it's a lot more complicated than people expect it to be but yeah it's like you said everything is trial and error with the gym and if, if you get to the point where you're starting to feel pain or you just really don't think it's working then yes by all means grab somebody and ask them to help you but it's yeah it's trial and error it really is yeah, it's fascinating. Um, we touched on it a couple of minutes ago about the amount of myths and things that are going around in the industry. If if I could ask you to dive into the big, long list of myths that there are out there, which one would you like to get rid of forever? Ooh, oh, that is a difficult one. There are so many. There is the <laughs> lifting a weight will make me bulky and... I'm not losing weight, therefore my program is the problem, and it's it's not, it's the nutrition. But I, I, I genuinely think it would be the the influencer thing at the moment because the amount of especially young women who come into the gym and I see them working a machine in a very strange way. And I will sort of hang around and I'll go over and be like, sorry, I I'm not bothering you. It's just I just want to know what, what it is you think you're doing. That, that that sounds awful, but like what, what is it you're gaining here? And they'll show me that some influencer has gone and done it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see. But the thing is, you're actually not working a muscle here. You're just sort of moving. And um, I think like, there are some pointers that I can make to help it be a bit more progressive for you. And there's one machine that I see it pretty much every day. And it's the, the hip abductor. And there's a seat on it for a reason, because you should sit down and do it. And yet these girls are standing up on it, holding on to the front. And, and moving in a way that just does not look good for their joints. And then I speak to them and they're like, oh, the influencer did it. And I'm like, yes, the influencer probably did it to show off their bum and to show off, you know, the clothing they're wearing because they get sponsored to wear that clothing and things like that. And these people are just like, oh, oh, I didn't realise. And I'm like, yeah, see, that's why you really need to look more into what you're doing and, and speak to someone who knows because you could have just you know wasted your whole time here or you could have even done some damage to yourself Uh, that's like i've never even considered it like that you know i i know exactly the bit of kit you're talking about and hopefully (laughs) the listeners will as well but yeah the seat is there for a reason you're holding on to a part of the machine that doesn't have handles to try and do a very very similar movement but differently yeah And, and and why what like you said what is the benefit of just standing up a little bit and, and we both know, perhaps from an anatomical point of view, well, the, the load, the way your muscles and joints are moving here isn't really any different. Um, and if you want to hit those muscles, you know what? Let's go over onto the mat or let me show you this other machine that's really, really good. And I'll hit that muscle for you. But for some reason, you want to stand up on a machine you should be sat down on holding onto a piece of the kit that, again, like you say, it's not just abnormal, but there's not handles there because it could be dangerous to hold that bit of kit there 
exactly it's not designed to hold your weight so if you pull back on that a little bit it, it could snap for all we know so why would you why would you do that <laughs> i've never i've never ever like I, i've seen people do it and i've gone oh dear um, <laughs> but i've never gone you're doing that because you've seen that somewhere and now yeah. you think that's right and that's that's mad I, yeah i mean this is why these podcasts are great i mean it's <laughs> um yeah i think yeah we shouldn't try and bash these influencers too much but no some of them obviously do know what they're talking about and and i appreciate the fact that they are influencing people to work out and be healthy and things like that because that is overall a benefit it is just make sure you're following the ones who have got on there you know certified can prove that they've got these qualifications rather than just someone who decided i'm just going to film myself doing this and see what happens yeah yeah absolutely um another little challenging question then for you uh it's kind of the opposite way to the myths is in terms of if you could give one piece of advice to everyone in the world that would help people improve their nutrition their workouts their lifestyle whatever it might be what would what would you go to um i I think i'd have to say just explore all different types of exercise because especially nowadays, there are so many different ways. It doesn't have to be just going to the gym. It doesn't have to be just running for hours. You know, Zumba is is fantastic. I, I always thought Zumba was, I think, because my mum introduced me to it. So I always thought it was like, a, oh, it's a middle-aged lady thing. And it's not. It's fantastic. There's so many great Zumba classes on, on YouTube and in, in gyms and things like that. And I always come out of it smiling because dancing makes you happy you know even if you're not very good at it you're still bopping along and trying so it's really great and there's there's yoga there's um there's calisthenics there's everything for any different type of person so just explore and if one doesn't work for you that's fine just move on and if one does brilliant hold on to it and maybe just incorporate it into the rest of stuff that you find don't just stick to one thing you know because the body can do so many wonderful crazy things just see how far you can push yourself it's it's so good because my my myth would be i would want to change that you know you have to do cardio to lose weight oh absolutely yeah and and you hear so many people like running's the best way to lose weight isn't it and it's like hang on you're telling me or asking me yeah, exactly, um, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's like well it's going to be really good to lose weight if you did it and you enjoyed it and you continue to do it just like going on a bike ride or doing Zumba or not even doing any kind of exercise and just watching what you eat. You know, yeah. you could lose weight that way as well. And it's, it's really interesting that, yeah, there's so much out there that people can benefit from. And also sitting down and, and talking with a trainer or even just a member of staff at the gym and going, what kind of classes are on here? Oh, wow, I didn't know you did that kind of circuit or boxing or kickboxing or calisthenics or stretching i, I didn't know that was on i'll go and try it exactly. and all of a sudden your eyes are opened exactly. especially right now given that the gyms aren't open so if you are committed to your fitness people have been you know trying different ways to work out going out running more or using things at home more or yeah just doing yoga and things like that so i, I remember listening because you do the triple fitness one with my friend naeem and on it, Naeem said, I really hope people don't forget what they've learned during lockdown. I really hope they don't just go, gym's open. Let's forget all this yoga that I've been working on. Let's just go lift some weights. Don't do that. You know, you, you've gone and found something that clearly you're passionate about. Clearly you're enjoying. Your body is going to respond to it because it's exercise. So don't forget that. Just incorporate it more, you know? I love the really smooth shout out to another <laughs> podcast episode as well that we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> just slip that in yeah brilliant thank you uh, yeah no. you for you there. <laughs> uh, absolutely that is absolutely paramount and i mean he's worded it so well is is the the best way is you've done and you've been able to explore different things and all of a sudden you don't have lots of weight so you might be doing lots of reps oh wow you still managed to keep some of your muscle or you managed to do some different kind of exercises with it keep doing that because there's benefits to that just as much as now going back in and doing your spin class that you've perhaps missed out on for a few months. Exactly. It, it, it's just about finding something that works for you. And, and also 
not beating yourself up because you're you don't want to go to the gym that's absolutely fine if you don't find the gym is motivational or works for you you don't have to but exercise is exercise and our, our bodies are naturally programmed to want to do it that's why endorphins are released so just find the one that makes you happy don't struggle for something that you're going to hate and you're not going to want to do yeah absolutely do you see a lot of people continuing to work from home then after this period of time of, of gyms being closed uh, yeah speaking to my friends a lot of them is sort of who work in offices and things like that a lot of them have been told expect to be working from home until at least Christmas which is absolutely mind-boggling for me but then there's, there's some who have already gone back to work because you know they, they work in an industry that has opened up again and I mean the fact that pubs are opening up next week to me just seems unbelievable and I will not be going to one for a long time but I I can see gyms not being open for at least a little while longer because I don't think they've quite hammered out the ideas you know are are they going to only allow a certain amount of people in can they only be in for an hour and then the the PTs kick them out and then hose everything down or you know what I don't really think they've, they've sort of thought that through yet but I hope people do stick to working out at home a little bit more as well because I don't know I think at home not you don't necessarily push yourself more but I think you just get a bit more comfortable especially if you're new to the gym or recently during quarantine you have put on weight or lost muscle and you're a little bit self-conscious now so I think yeah do do still work out from home do do really put the effort and the time in there especially if you've got and bought a load of kit as well yeah, I, I mean, that was that's what I've seen a lot of people doing is, you know, some of their kit that have managed to invest in is is a mini gym at home now. And as you sort of touched on there is the unanswered questions about the return of opening the gyms are, are the big thing. And, and whether these social gathering pubs, cafes, restaurants, cinemas or whatever has opened they they've managed to sort those unanswered questions easier than the gyms have yes which is interesting i mean, I understand you know that the gym is a very sweaty place everyone's breathing very hard i understand that but in my mind a gym is is so much more necessary than the pub is you know they haven't stopped you drinking this entire time they haven't stopped you seeing your friends from a safe distance so it, it does confuse me as to why the pub is now essential. You know, obviously it is for the people who own, own them and work in them, but for the general public, it's not. Whereas you think a gym, because it's a big source of health and fitness for a lot of people, you would think that would be more essential. But uh, Yeah, I think <laughs> it's always that balancing act. And I always try and see it from both sides, which is extremely difficult when it's extremely personal to me. Um, but some people don't give the gym a second thought in their lifestyle and they wouldn't think twice about spending four evenings in the pub so where we're saying that the gyms are going to be extremely healthy yeah for the people that want to go to the gyms that's really important um and i i gather that the the pubs and the cafes are opening in a totally different way than what we can imagine you know i've been talking to a couple of pub owner friends they say it's not going to be as you as you remember it. I'm like, oh, I gather that, but so are the gyms when they open. Um, so it is a case of getting that balancing act, and and hopefully it is sooner rather than later, just for everyone's peace of mind and the the gyms and the personal trainers. Uh, but it is it is a tough balancing act. There's nothing I'd want to trade with for being in charge of the country right now. Oh, absolutely not. No, I could go on and on about about boris but that's a different podcast yeah that's definitely not we're, we're calling this a fit cast not a political <laughs> cast um, not a moan cast. <laughs> um i wanted to touch on how your how you balance your personal training and your gym work with your other career would you like to just open up about how what what else you do on the side just as yeah. much as how it works in with with what you do on the gym Absolutely. So my number one passion is acting and I am a trained actor. I've been professionally acting since I was 17. Um, So for me, becoming a personal trainer really did fit in really well with the acting because, of course, acting is a lot about what you look like. It doesn't really matter how talented you are. It is what you look like. And unfortunately, what sells 
is sexy and sexy is is fit and slim and ripped and things like that so that is sort of where you have to go for it unless you're going with you know the the chubby best friend stereotype (laughs) for me yeah I got into the fitness because because I wanted to to feel better about myself and look good um but it also was I, I knew if I wanted to be leading lady I had to be a certain way which is probably a bad way to have gotten into it in the first place but thank god I did because I love it yeah Um, but it does lend itself very well because as a personal trainer you do have to just be completely open with everyone you have to be immediately uh, laughable and lovable and things like that and and acting has helped me do that it's helped me with the classes because it's just if I just feel like I'm directing people which is what I'm used to um I think the only difficulty with it is that sometimes I feel like I'm putting on a character sometimes at the gym because obviously a personal trainer has to approach people and and speak to people and try and sell yourself and I'm not great at doing that because when I work out I have my headphones in and that's it I'm in the zone I want to be left alone so for me, I always think, oh, but I don't want to annoy someone. I don't want to just, you know, cut into their gym time and start talking to them when they're like, go away, I'm fine. So yeah. I think for me, the difficulty of acting and fitness is that I do sometimes put on a character. And that's something that I've been working in quarantine, quarantine about getting rid of that. Also, it's just the time to go to auditions sometimes because at my gym, I have to work three shifts a week. And typically, my auditions always come up in those shifts. So it's just like, is <laughs> that kind of it? It's a good career to have alongside a second or, so I say, a primary career because if if you have your clients, you can just work a diary to to suit yourself. But in terms of that kind of character, I can. By no means am I a trained professional actor like yourself, but I can definitely relate to that in terms of. If I'm having a bad day personally, in that one hour of me training my client, depending on who they are, I am their trainer. I am there to get the results for them. You know, whatever's going on in my mind or in my personal life is being forgotten about. And sometimes that's really good. Sometimes you then finish a long day and you're absolutely emotionally and mentally exhausted because you've just been in work mode rather than relaxed thinking about your thoughts mode um and have you experienced sort of different clients need a different version of yourself absolutely so especially in my classes as well so my classes i i i don't know why i just go a little bit silly in them so i will be talking you know i mostly my classes it is women that turn up because i do legs bums and tums and things like that so we you know we'll be holding a plank or something like that and I'll be like right ladies go to your happy place whatever that may be you might be on a beach with Channing Tatum I don't know whatever it is you want to do go hug him lick him whatever you want to do go to your happy place <laughs> all the younger girls will be giggling and they'll all be going for it and they love that the older women are sort of looking at me like what is she waffling on about <laughs> who's Channing Tatum exactly <laughs> who, is who is this man who's Channing um, yeah, so with them, with the younger ones, it is about sort of making it fun for them because <laughs> it's so weird because I am a young woman and I'm talking to young women. It's it's difficult because sometimes I think they feel slightly intimidated because I'm a gym instructor. I know what I'm doing. This is where I work. So you're always a little bit intimidated by the person who knows more than you. But then I'm equally as intimidated by them because normally you know they're skinnier than me or whatever they've got makeup on and I can't be asked to wear makeup that day or something like that yeah so it's a little bit of a relationship that you have to sort of break with humor and then as soon as they've realized that I'm someone I don't take myself seriously I want to make it fun for you and that's all I want to do I don't want to make you you know die every session I want to make sure that you have reached your potential but in a fun way and that's what they respond to and then equally uh, sort of older women want somebody who is fun is is still got the energy but isn't necessarily as geeky and stupid as I would normally come across so what one of my clients she's she's wonderful and she always tells me that I remind her of her daughter because I'm just I'm comfortable around her and I make little jokes with her and things like that and she's like that's why I like it I, I feel like I'm just working out with my daughter rather than a professional as it were yeah 
yeah, I think it is about sort of finding which hat suits which client really does do they want just pure professionalism do they want them you literally to say you're not doing it right do it like this do they want someone who's going to mess around and be silly with them do they want someone who is going to be like oh so today I thought we'd try this how does that sound or do they want someone who's literally going to be like right get down and give me 20 now so <laughs> it's about trying to find what they want and need from a personal trainer and I think that as again i sort of touched on with that everyone could join a gym example earlier on is such an underappreciated thing that i say all the time is it's personal training if you feel like you're going to get on with that trainer they can tweak their personality and your sessions to to the client exactly and And it's then personal and it's then specific to them it is and I, I have been working with friends on getting that personal touch in. So it's not just necessarily, I only see you at the gym and that is it. It could be, you know, during the week, I know that you've got a business meeting coming up. So I'm going to text you being like, good luck. Just saying, you know, good luck. I'm thinking of you. Or if one week you've come in and you're a little bit low. So the next week I'm like, okay, we're going to take it a little bit easier this week. And let's actually have a chat about what's going on. Because of course, fitness is a physical thing, but, it really, really is affected by your your mental state. So if you're not feeling it, you're not going to put your all in and your body's not going to respond. Whereas if you feel absolutely on tip-top best shape, you're ready to go, let's do this, then you're going to get your maximum out of everything. For sure. And, and a big thing that I kind of try and hold with my clients is whenever you walk into the gym, you're walking out better. And whether yeah. that's you've lifted weights that day and you're you're stronger or you will become stronger when you continue to do that or as you've just said I've had uh, clients that have come in come up into the office said right I'm ready and they just break down into it you're like oh what I thought you said you were ready and you're like what I'm so confused right now close the door tell me all about it and and they just sort of mentally release and you think okay cool are you ready to go and do perhaps a little bit of on, on a spin bike and then we'll do 20 minutes of exercise but mentally and emotionally they've left so much better absolutely and my my sister she's a beauty technician so she does people's nails and eyebrows and stuff and she says it's amazing how much people open up to somebody who yes is in their life but it's a very uh separate part of your life because it is mainly a professional relationship but it's it's got that tweak of friendliness and it's it's something that they can literally come in they can load it all onto you you can deal with it all and then they get to leave yeah. and it is sort of a bit like a therapist obviously not to the degree but yeah if you, if you want to come in and while we're going for a run you start telling me about you know you're having trouble at work or at home or something like that I'm not going to tell anyone of course I'm not to be honest it sounds awful but I've normally forgotten it by the time I'm on to the next client and then the next time I see you it will twig and I'll go oh yes how's this going but yeah. it, it is something that like you say, it's like they get to just unload everything onto you and then they're lighter, they're happier. And even if they haven't done as much working out as they probably should have done, they still leave feeling much happier and like you've also gotten a bit closer to them as well. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really big thing. And, and I've always said it in a kind of, well, no, in a very much a jokingly way is you come in and you're, you're telling me all of the, the troubles of your, your mind right now. For that period of time, I care. But afterwards, I'm not taking it home with me. Nope. I'm not not dwelling on it for you, but you have improved and therefore you're not dwelling on it. So exactly. it's not that we, we don't care or we're going to forget because we, we're not interested, but we could have two, three, four of those in one day. And, and it's just for that period of time, I can sit there and listen to it all. Exactly. I, and I, I, I don't, it's not, yeah, I, I don't care, but I don't care in a way that I, I don't want it to get better. Or I don't want to improve. I don't care that it's not going to affect me. Exactly. It's not like, I, I, not, I do obviously care, but I don't care in the sense that I'm going to be really racking my brain thinking how to help you. And I'm going to be texting you all the time, asking how it's going, you know, because that's, that's what you get from your friends and your family. Me, I'm just somebody who you can basically just have a rant to. If that's all you want, just have a rant because I don't know who you're talking about. I'm not going to go and tell anyone. Just just rant at my face if that's all you want to do. Just have Absolutely. Go. Absolutely. Um, so for your future then, I mean, we started that little discussion then about your, your 
uh, other careers and things. But do you have a three-year plan both with the acting and your personal training? Is it going to be a long-term thing in the gym or, or is he pursuing the acting career more so? I'm, I'm quite a bad adult in this sense because I, I don't have a three-year plan. <laughs> but I, I've never been one for planning because every time I make a plan, it does not happen and then I get either upset because I'm like oh but I, I expected this to happen and I'm like well why did you expect that Hannah it was just a plan yeah or, or I maybe don't go into what's actually going on with me with the right mind frame because I'm like oh this isn't what I planned for and even though it turns out to be better I still didn't approach it with the right mindset because it wasn't what I planned so for me I saw I'm very much just sort of letting things happen if I feel in my gut that this is the right direction to go in I will go in it if I realize that my situation right now just doesn't allow for that then I won't do it and things like that I I think I have more of a plan with the acting so for me that's um I I actually I I booked a a sort of a a biggish job just before lockdown happened so typical um so we're waiting to see if that's still going to happen if it doesn't uh I might go into a bit of more teaching area because um, it's, it's, it's a nice area to get into, really. Uh, and then in terms of fitness, I think listening to these podcasts, like like with the Triple Fitness one, um, you guys are all talking about mobility. And mobility is something that, I, you know, I have the basic understanding of it, but something that I never really went too deep into. And listening to all of you chat about it really made me want to know more and things like that. So that's something that I'm going to really look into. Doing the Zumba right. has been really exciting for me. So I'm, I might look into that, although that is quite expensive. Yeah. Um, my next challenge, because my whole fitness thing at the moment is about challenging myself to like a month's challenge of this, 21 days of this. So my next one for that is yoga, which I've never done before. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I've got a friend who does it and cannot recommend it enough. So I'm going to be doing a yoga challenge, which is going to be interesting because I wouldn't sound the most flexible person ever. Do you want to um, shout out your social media now for people to go over and uh, follow you on that journey? Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's HLS, so Hannah Louise Saxton Fitness 2020. Easy. People should be able to remember that. And I'll tag that when we post this up and, and things oh. like that. So at the minute, what are you doing? You're doing a app challenge at the minute, aren't you? Yes, it's a 30-day ab challenge. Uh, So it doesn't say if you have to do anything else with it, but I normally do a workout and then come back to the ab challenge. Today was 85 crunches, 34 leg raises, and an 80-second plank. So it it doesn't sound that much when you say it, and then halfway through the crunches, you're just screaming curse words. So (laughs) it's intense. But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just trying to see different ways that it affects my body and then I can use that to help my clients and things like that absolutely and it's such a nice way for because I think it's a a big minute misconception that us trainers are always super motivated motivated and enthusiastic to exercise ourselves oh absolutely not so I think this is where your your style of being a trainer is hopefully super approachable to people that are in exactly the same mindset it's like, well, I, I know my trainer struggles from time to time, so it's okay for me to struggle from time to time. Exactly. Yeah, I, was, I even said to my sister this morning because she, she did a Zumba session with me. And at the end of it, the Zumba lady was absolutely dripping with sweat. And I was like, that's what I love to see. I love to see that she is also dripping with sweat. She's loving it, but it is a challenge for her as well. Because I think there's something quite uh, distancing if, you know, your, your trainer's saying, okay, let's hold this plank for a minute. And you're there and you're gasping and you're really struggling. And you look over and your trainer's just like... <laughs> Updating his Instagram status or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> inspiring in a way because you're like, damn, you must be have a, like, a core of rock. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so like nowhere near your level. Bloody hell. Yeah. So I think it is, it is more relatable to see your trainer that's like, oh God, I just could not do it today. I, honestly, I just wiped out on the floor. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um. Finally, then we'll finish on this last little bit, and and I, it was interesting because I we've mentioned his new f- name a few times. Um, Naeem's uh, a PT exactly like yourself. He's very new in the industry in terms of it's about a year's time that he's been working within it. Yeah, little um, yeah, still little babies <laughs> in the industry, and um, so I think this this question is really really good, and it's like 
in the short period of time, what piece of advice would you wish you'd known at the very start of your career as a trainer to what you know now? I, I think for me, it would just be the idea of you can do this, Hannah, because I, I am very much like a lot of people. I, I constantly second guess myself and I don't ever think I can do things that actually I can do. And so with me, I went into the, the course with the mindset of, oh, I wasn't that great at science, so I'm going to be completely over my head with this. And I, I wasn't. I was actually, I, I could keep up. And there were times when, you know, he'd say something and I'd go, what on earth did you just say? <laughs> but I managed to keep up. And I, w- I was one of the best ones in the class when it came to the physical side because of my acting training, I was just able to go up to people and be like, good morning, my name is Hannah and we're doing this today. And everyone was always like, how can you do that? And I was like, well, it's the same for me. I don't understand how you can keep in your brain all the Latin terms for muscles. I can't keep a single one. So, I, yeah, it's 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 about what what you're great at and what you can help others with. So I yeah. think I would go into it saying you can do this. Just believe in yourself a bit more. And also for me, I learned so much just talking to fellow PT. So me and Naeem were on the same shifts when we worked at Pump. And he was just a, he's just a fountain of knowledge. And even though we've been in the industry the same amount of time, he came at it from such a different angle than I did. And he's yeah. so knowledgeable about everything. I, I just love chatting to him because everything is just so specific as to what we're talking about. And it's it's incredible. And then I talked to somebody else who had a different perspective. And I talked to somebody else who got a different perspective. And you just you learn so much. And I, I just wish I'd gone into it with the freedom to ask all the questions that I wanted to, but I didn't think I could because I didn't think I was smart enough. Interesting. Yeah. I mean that in a nutshell, that is how we get smarter, isn't it? We, we ask questions, we learn, we develop, but that kind of confidence restriction in terms of God, these guys are in here and they've, they've been doing this a little while and they know way more than I do. But as you said about the clients, like if you could pull on some of these trainers, knowledges and experiences, you're only going to develop better and better. Exactly. It's it's one of the main reasons why this uh, this trainer talks kind of series really started to develop. Because I feel, I mean, I've I've been a personal trainer now for nearly well, next month is ten years, oh, and wow. I know happy birthday. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I've worked in three different gyms in my. Re- oh, say relatively long career it's long when we're talking in comparison to 12 13 14 months but it's always been such a protective or secretive kind of oh god no he's a he's a trainer but i don't ever want to ask him about things because that's that's his knowledge that's what he his skills are and if i know what he knows then his value of his knowledge becomes less and his clients then might go well i don't need him anymore or the knowledge that you know she gives and it's i think more so about sharing oh, and okay. uh, it it just seems obscure where trainers are overprotective about their their industry because it does come across as a a dog eat dog industry sometimes and a very competitive but yeah it definitely does and i think it's also that age old thing of you feel scared to ask questions because you think it's going to make you look dumb. And I completely understand that because I, I, I'm such a sufferer of that myself. But at the same time, I've, I've just learned to turn around and go, you said this, I really don't understand what that means. And I've yeah. never once had someone look at me like, oh my God, you're absolute cretin. <laughs> they look at me and they go, oh, it means this and this. And then yeah. equally, I've been on the other side with with the acting and I've got people who are just coming out of drama school or friends who have just gotten into the industry. And, you know, they're sending me all these different things going, can you give me your opinion on this? And what about this? And what about that? And never once have I gone, oh, my God, this person's so stupid because you you just don't see it like that. You see someone as, oh, well, they don't know the answer. I do. Here you go. And yeah. that is how it should be. We should be passing around our knowledge and things like that. And like. One thing, I, I've never had a problem referring potential clients to somebody else because yeah. I would rather them get 
the value for their money that they want then be with me and I'm kind of just winging my way through it so if somebody wanted mobility or wanted help with injuries I would send them to you and Naeem I wouldn't say oh, oh well you know you come to me I'll, I'll just sort of wake my way through it because that's yeah. not fair yeah it's it's that honesty as well isn't it I, I do I have experienced firsthand firstly other PTs trying to say what I'm doing is wrong and what they're doing is better Oh, no. also then miss selling their skills to try and you know do the opposite to what you've just explained you know no, I can do mobility um I can help you out and then it's you know their limitation in knowledge is just going to hold the results back and if you're in the industry to help clients which I think most people have a a feeling of then it should be offering the advice to get them out into the right area as opposed to a business gain and a client gain and a little sort of ego rub to say well I've got another client here and they didn't go somewhere else exactly and the long-term goal of PTing is that you want your clients to basically leave you because you want them to have gotten to a level that they don't need you anymore that is that is the primary goal I guess which is a weird thing to have to say about your clients you want them to leave but that is sort of what you want them to do you do want them to get to a level that they're like yes I'm great I can do this unless you know they are you know starting to go into competitions or something like that or they need to carry on working an injury or things like that I think it's a really interesting point because I had exactly that same belief um in my earlier days and it makes me sound like a really old man when I put it like that (laughs) Um, but I I would want to just challenge that a little bit you're you're absolutely right if if someone came to me and said, I would like to lose two stone for this holiday in August, I'll go, brilliant. If I don't help you lose two stone by August, I failed. And if I've done it, brilliant. But I do think there's a health and also an education benefit of them coming in, even if it's not regularly, you know, two times, three times a week, it's once a fortnight or even once a month. The benefit of having a trainer regularly I think far outweighs their the end goal. And I think lots of people have that end goal. But I think if you can carry on the consistency and the accountability, as you've said, I'm with you. I struggle with my own exercise, but I have my own trainer to keep me focused and accountable. It's not an end goal as such, or even if I do have an end goal, we just work through that. I achieve whatever I've set out to and we continue. Yeah, and I, I would definitely agree with you as in uh, like a check-in would be very beneficial, especially if you start to find that you are losing um, motivation or you are trying to focus on something new and you're not 100% sure how to do that. I, I would agree definitely checking in on things like that. And especially if you feel you have a great relationship with your trainer, don't lose that. Always always keep that. Yeah. But I think I, think I was more meaning... I want them to get to a level, not necessarily achieve the goal that they wanted to say, like if they did come and say holiday two stone, that's what I want to lose. And you're like, okay, great. You achieve that. And then they carry on with you. I, I think, I mean, I want to get them to a level where I know that they can squat without me. I know that they can do this without me, do that without me to the point where I sort of become a little bit obsolete. I'm more just there for motivation maybe for a little bit of comfort for them if they're still not a hundred percent you know with um i guess yeah squatting or deadlifting something they just want someone there just for mindset they know that someone's there yeah it's it's the the wanting you and needing you isn't it yes yeah it's one i'd, I'd rather be wanted I, I say like i was with someone for a year or so i would want them to need to want me more than to, they still need me to squat then something's not quite right after a year if you still can't squat without me that's that's something wrong there absolutely yet if you if they go oh my god you know what? i absolutely love our squat sessions i want you there every single time i'm happy to be paying those prices every monday morning i would like you to come with me for my squat session okay yeah cool and we can do some awesome things rather than just get a bar across your back and squat yeah exactly you can squat heavier or you could do more reps or you could do different type of squatting or whatever brilliant but yeah it, it is more i want to develop that need of me into a want of me i absolutely love that and i think that's a fantastic point just to wrap up there once again hannah thank you for taking the time out of your day oh you're absolutely welcome i wasn't doing anything else anyway <laughs> <laughs> i'm literally in lockdown like everyone else in the world <laughs> 
Um, do you want to shout out your Instagram one more time for these challenges yeah. and your go for it? It's uh, at HLS Fitness 2020. I'm challenging myself to multiple different challenges just to see what works for Endomorph to lose weight. If anyone has any ideas, if they want to just see someone attempt a challenge, go ahead. Go, uh, message me about it. It'd be great. And exactly getting people over onto that page and, and taking part in it. So I, I see that you post up the daily challenge every day anyway. So yeah. people can be following it with you. Exactly. And I've had a lot of people be like, oh, can you send me the list of this? This looks really interesting. I don't think anyone's actually continued it. <laughs> um, but I do get a lot of people saying, oh, this is an interesting one. Where did you get this from? What are you trying to do next? And things like that. So it has been, yeah, it has been really nice, actually. No, Great. Once again, thank you very much, Hannah. And I'll hopefully catch up with you soon.